Hello and welcome to Comic Solving Problems. I'm Stephen Allen. And I'm Eric McElroy. Good evening and welcome to the show where we are going to solve all of your problems as only two comics can. Problems such as the culture war that is still taking place in the US over the vaccine after Big Bird announced that he was getting vaccinated. And of course, Texas Senator Ted Cruz jumped right in there and criticized the fictional giant six-year-old bird, proving that he, Ted Cruz, is the bigger Muppet. Very good. As only he can. As yes. only he can. Um, but yes, throughout the show, um, Steve and I are going to be tackling some of the global problems that are facing us all these days. As you're watching the show, please feel free to get involved. The best place to do that is on the, uh, the YouTube chat. And uh, the YouTube links are there, so you can subscribe to the channel as well. Of course, if you're watching on YouTube, that means you got to smash the like button. Or just tap it nicely. I mean, we don't, you know, if you smash it too hard, we'll get a bit jumpy and jittery. So, so don't go too far. But that means if you're watching us, if you're catching us on Facebook or on Twitter or somewhere else, jump over to the YouTube because that's where all the cool kids are these days. That's where it's at. It's the place to that's be. That's where it's at. And um, if at any point you deem this worthy of your amusement, there is, of course, the Kofi link where you could contribute a few pence, penance, poundage, euros. We take it all because, you know, we're not racist towards your money so uh feel free to contribute to keep this little project alive and um and yeah and follow us on twitter and do those all kinds of things but we don't want to mess about we want to solve problems and to solve our first problem i present to you the man formerly of late night mash mr news desk himself the one the only steve and alan Oh, there's no audience to go cheering. It's terrible to get a build-up with the no applause. So we do a little build-up there. Yeah, lovely. Still. Well, I want to uh, solve the problem of political corruption. And I'm not going to manage it, am I? Uh, because there's so much that even what I'm about to do is not covering anywhere near half of what's in the news at the moment. But anyway, there's been some stuff about political corruption. Who would have thought that politicians are corrupt? We've not seen a story this shocking since other classic stories that were shocking. For example, um, the bear that was fined for public defecation, according to Wood Police. That was quite shocking. And I think the most shocking story would be Pope not circumcised. Other than those stories, the fact that politicians are corrupt is the shocking story that we've been dealing with this week. And let's go right back to the start and deal with what this all is about. Owen Patterson, he resigned as an MP. There was a government U-turn. Now everyone's talking about sleaze. And it started with him doing some lobbying and getting paid by the people that he was lobbying for. That's a no-no. You're not allowed to do that. We know that everyone knows you're not allowed to do that. And yet he did it. And he was lobbying for a company called uh, Randox, one of the companies that he was lobbying for and uh, you can see there they were trying to get the health secretary to realize that a good muscular therapy bath soak could potentially so was that there's no uh, there's no n in that one sorry that's uh, the wrong one that was that was radox bath uh, salts not to be confused with randox which makes sense because these are tories if they're going to give money to anyone they'd give it to their mateys a boom <laughs> i set myself up for a bubble bath joke hell yeah anyway can we that actually show quality. us this is a good joke it? can we show us the proper logo for randox yeah close enough so Randox were um, were lobbied for by Owen Patterson and they were involved in the testing. Now, that might be good. Maybe there were the people to get this contract if it weren't for the fact that they had no equipment to do the testing. <laughs> now, this is where 
This is why lobbying is wrong. That if you're a company without the correct experience and equipment to do some testing, you can still get the gig. Whereas, because I don't have someone that I can pay to lobby for me in the Houses of Parliament, I also don't have any equipment to do COVID testing. Where's my contract that gives me some money? And this is where it comes. This is why it's corrupt. But anyway, uh, if you imagine there's a company that can't do testing, why would the government pick them? Oh, it's the same government that gave out a ferry company to a company that didn't have ferries. That, I mean, <laughs> it was ridiculous. They gave a contract to a ferry company with no ferries. It would have been a better contract to give to Roxy Music because at least they had one. But anyway, um, he did some lobbying and they looked into whether this should be okay or not. He was using the defense of the whistleblower. He was raising concerns about milk and pork standards. And this is not a good enough excuse because the rule is you can't receive money and lobby about an issue. So if you are receiving money, you just say, stay stum because you're not allowed to receive money and lobby about an issue. But if you think, hang on, this is whistleblowing. This is so important to the health of the nation. Stop taking the money. It's as simple as that. You could have solved your problem. Oh, it's very important. Is it 120 grand's worth of important? Ah, I'm not sure about that. Ah. So he ended up breaking the rules. And it's where we need to zoom in on the timeline. Um, you can mm. see that end of October, uh, he was found by a parliamentary commissioner for standards to have breached these paid advocacy rules. Start of November, sus uh, the suspension was withdrawn because there was a vote in the parliament. The next day, U-turn. And we, I believe we can cross to live coverage of the Conservative <laughs> Party. It's a classic. There it is. And yank back there. Actually kind of looks like Boris Johnson as well. Cute. <laughs> Could be his. But anyway, so that was the, the U-turn's been an absolute mess. It's caused such an issue with political corruption that they had to have an emergency debate in Parliament. Boris Johnson said, bye, because he wasn't around. <laughs> bye, see you, bye. He ended up going up north. It's bizarre, isn't it, that he went to do a northern visit on a train ride that took three hours. Mm. Like a week after he got a private jet to go for dinner. Hmm, I wonder what's more important, getting back in time for an emergency debate? No, you've got to save the planet and take a train up there. Um, plus, there's the picture of him visiting a hospital, not wearing a mask. And mm. it's not even the not wearing a mask. It's the walking around with his gob open. This, it's the total opposite of a mask. He couldn't be less wearing a mask if he tried. I do like the fact he's tucked the tie in because that'll mm. save lives. Uh, but this is it. It's just a distraction, isn't it? If he walks around a hospital with his gob open, bah, 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 mm. we might end up talking about that rather than political sleaze. It's terrible. And there's more than just this Owen Patterson issue. Boris Johnson is probably using this as a bit of a test to see what he'll get away with because he's got some issues coming down the line. Yes, we know that there's some um, questions about wallpaper, but that holiday he was on, you know when he was doing all the painting to try and look like Winston Churchill? Oh, yeah. Mm. And I remember saying at the time, if he's that good at painting, he should have done that on the walls rather than 80 grand's worth of wallpaper. But <laughs> top coat, you know, make it look good. But um, he was given that holiday by Zach Goldsmith. So I guess you need to find out how much that costs because there could be some issues of uh, political bias in there, given that Zach mm. Goldsmith's got a peerage out of it. And what's this? Johnson yep. will not declare the Spanish holiday in the MP's register. Hmm. <sighs> Interesting. The argument is that you don't actually have to say how much you spend on your holidays, so holidays are a private matter. But when you're given a holiday mm. by someone you gave an honour to, surely then there's a conflict of interest. You can't then use the, ah, but I was given it, and it's up to me what I'm given. 
That would be the same argument as turning on BBC News and seeing some politician say this. Look, I am simply a fan of and a collector of uh, brown paper bags. So if someone gives me a brown paper bag, doesn't matter if there's cash in it or how much. I'm simply adding to my private collection that Parliament has no say over. And yes, sometimes where I'm given these brown paper bags can look suspicious, namely an underground car park. But but I, I simply enjoy visiting car parks. They have splendid architecture and there's always somewhere to park. So that's the kind of uh, crap we're dealing with. Look, let's get to the bottom of this. Um, and we're joined by someone who's had a very busy day of doing the media rounds. I'm joined by that MP now. Hello. Hello, Steve. And thank you for inviting me on uh, to, to clear this matter up. We aren't the party of sleaze and corruption. We are simply trying to improve the standards of our parliament. And to that end, we have realised the only democratic way to oversee standards is to have an elected official overseeing the MPs. So you have a committee of MPs looking at the standards? Well, we're also not the party of waste. Uh, we think it could be more efficient if you have one elected official overseeing one MP at a time. And which official would that be? The MP. See, that's not going to work, though, is it? Well, you, you actually haven't thought this through. If I were offered lots of money, I wouldn't just take it. I would go and have a strong word with myself to make sure I was okay with what was about to happen. If I am, then jobs are good and the money's mine. Uh, if I'm not, I can refer this off to another group of elected officials. And who would they be? My close friends and colleagues. God, you see, this is why it's annoying. You are clearly marking no, your you own homework. Just, no, you wait a minute. That That is disgraceful. We are not marking our own homework. I am a Conservative MP. I went to Eton. We had the poor boys to do our homework for us. And they marked it too. Do you know what? It makes a very good point. Thank you very much for joining me, <sighs> that MP. Isn't Mr. Eric McElroy, what have you got for us? Well, this is the problem with Aaron Rodgers. I know, yep, I thought that I'd get that look from you there. So before I go any further, let's make sure we get this in the right category, which is here. Sports. 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 Sporty sports. Sports, sports, sports. Hut, hut, hike! That's right, it's American football. What I'm super passionate about, as you know, because I've talked about it. Um, I've never talked about it in the year and a half that we've done this show. Um, so Aaron is an American football player, and I'm saying football, real football, not that soccer stuff that you guys do. Real sport, real football, where you barely touch it with your foot. Um, he's a celebrity bullshit. as well. He's a celebrity too. He's not just a football player. Um, he was almost the host of Jeopardy which is the smart game show in America. He's got brand endorsements. He's a big deal. And on top of that, he's very generous as well. That's why I'm pumped to share that I've recently teamed with Cash App. They have enabled me to take part of my NFL salary in Bitcoin for the very first time. Bitcoin is a new concept and can be intimidating. Yeah, it's a big concept. It's intimidating. So the person you want to talk to is a football player who looks like he's just been beating the shit out of. <laughs> 
That's who you want to take financial advice from. He's dressed like a gangster. He's got punches all over his face. Let me talk to you about a money transaction I got going on. It's a really good offer. An offer I tried to refuse, but now they're forcing me to be here to explain it to you. Um, but he's actually trying to be really generous to help people understand the complex issue of Bitcoin because Aaron isn't just a football player. He's an intellectual as well. And this is how he's going to help people. So to make it more accessible to my fans, I'm giving away $1 million worth of Bitcoin right now. All you have to do is drop your cash tag below and we can go to the moon together. Cheers. Yeah, that sounds totally legitimate. <laughs> if you just give me your account details, we're going to go to the moon. <laughs> Wait for the money to roll in. I totally trust the guy. Seems reasonable to me. Um, but let's see, you know, all right, he's going to give financial advice, but does he also give advice about something else that's important like COVID? You know, um, he's an important sports figure. He's very famous. Um, he gets asked a lot about where he stands on that. Um, he was asked about his vaccination status a little while back. Are you vaccinated and what's your stance on, on vaccinations? Yeah, I've been immunized. Um... Okay. Yeah. Simple question. Simple answer. Are you vaccinated? Yeah, I'm immunized. Yeah. Seems interesting there. I'm not quite sure he answered the question, but, you know, I mean, does he have any other views about how does he feel about other players and their own vaccination status? Guys on the team that haven't been vaccinated, uh, I think it's a personal decision. I'm not going to judge those guys. Okay. So he said that he's immunized. Um, he's not going to judge anybody that's not vaccinated. So I'm guessing you can imagine where this is headed. He got the COVID. Uh, he got the coded, and it turns out he was misleading people about his vaccination status because he's not going to judge those guys because then he would have to judge himself. That's the problem. Because it turns out he wasn't vaccinated. He considered himself immunized. Um, but you'd think it'd be a simple question, you know, that he didn't answer truthfully. Um, you know, he was provoked, you know, was dodging a little bit there. Um, so who's to blame for this mischaracterization of the truth? I mean, we all know the answer of that, of course. I realize I'm in the crosshairs of the woke mob right now. So before my final nail gets put in my cancel culture uh, casket, I think I'd like to set the record straight on so many of the uh, blatant lies that are out there about myself right now. Um, that's right, because we all know the cancel culture woke mob are famous for shooting people. That's definitely what they do. Not really the gun side of the fence there, mate. Um, we might not give you a, you know, a mint-free latte or something like that. But, um, but yes, the woke mob's after him um, because, you know, they, they go after people who pretend like they've had medical treatment and lie to their millions and millions of supporters. Um, you know, that's what we do. <laughs> you caught me, Aaron. <laughs> oh. Why he didn't get the vaccine, you know? I mean, he's a fit guy, he's an athlete, you know, he's probably had other vaccines in his life. He clearly likes to do his research, like about drinking while giving financial advice about Bitcoin. So what was it that really had him nervous about taking the vaccine? And to my knowledge, there has been zero long-term studies around uh, sterility or fertility issues uh, around the vaccines. So that was definitely something that I was worried about. He was worried about his dick. That's what he is. You want to make sure you can get a boner. Because, you know, you can be a football player. You can be a millionaire. But you can't get it up. There's no point in being a man anymore. Um, so now he's got the COVID. He's going to take it seriously. So what is he going to do? Where is he going to go for solid medical advice? Because he wants to be informed. He's going to go right here. I consulted with 
a now good friend of mine, Joe Rogan, after he got COVID. <laughs> That's what you do when you get sick, Steve. That's why we t- we're funding calls all the time because we're podcasters and comedians just like Joe Rogan. Yeah. Makes us experts in all this. I mean, my phone just blows up. Just like, oh, man, what should I do? Like, give me some Bitcoin and I will explain to you what you should do. <laughs> uh, you get sick, call somebody who does a podcast. That's <laughs> what you got to do. Um, what I love is when he said that. I don't know who these guys are that are interviewing him. It's for their podcast. But when he says that he went to Joe Rogan for advice, just look at the close-up of the guy's reaction when he says it. I consulted with a now good friend of mine, Joe Rogan, after he got there it COVID. Is. And he's just like, I've been doing... oh, well, good luck. Can't laugh at Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> this guy might give me some Bitcoin, but he's not going to go to Joe Rogan. <laughs> so wanted to laugh. <laughs> Oh, so he followed Dr. Rogan's advice. And um, on top of that, so what, what What was that advice that he got from the podcaster and comedian Joe Rogan to help fight the global pandemic? But I've been taking monoclonal antibodies, ivermectin, zinc, vitamin C and DHEQ, and I feel pretty incredible. Feeling incredible, incredibly stupid. Uh, he hasn't been using crystals. That's why he's not going to get well, Steve. This is the cure. That's why I haven't gotten COVID yet. Um, that's where he's gone wrong. You know, don't take it. But I mean, these guys, I mean, why do they insist on taking fake medicine when there is real medicine out there? He's willing to do all of this research and all of these other things. He's able to think that a horse to worm, the horse to wormer, ivermectin, is on your side. Do you really think that that horse dewormer is on your side? Do you? Nay. Very good. All the buildup was to that. I just thought I wanted to say a nay thing, and then I found this Aaron guy and just backtracked the entire sequence. Is that so the that that. final joke? Is that the, the finishing that's joke the, of the bit? That's the big that's the big end of the joke the bit. That's the whole thing. Strong. Strong. <laughs> <laughs> On to uh, another problem. I'm not sure if I'm going to manage to solve this again because I've tried to solve it many a time. The problem with Gwyneth Paltrow because she just keeps coming back. With all the news about the bizarre things she says. She's got a Goop website if you want to lose some serious money on there. It's even worse than crystals and I bet you they sell crystals. Um, So here's the headline. Gwyneth Paltrow advocating kinky sex in public as she expands Goop empire. Goop Empire, not a euphemism. She's adv- she's not advocating in public. She's advocating advocating kinky sex, and the kinky sex is in public. Just to clarify that mess of a headline. Um, so she's saying, "Why don't you go and have some sex outdoors?" Which George Michael did that in a song. That's fine, but I can't help thinking he was making a valid point about what the police did to him. Whereas she's just sat around thinking, "How can I get in the papers again to sell some shit from my website?" Which is the only mm. reason she came up with the idea of a candle that smells of her foof. Because there's no other reason other than people to talk about this. She must have been just freewheeling, thinking, "Ah, oh, I need to sell some stuff. You buy this candle, it smells like my." Minge, I don't know. And the next thing she's said it, and it's the biggest selling minge candle that there is. This time she said uh, that she's got a range of sex toys, sex positive brand goop. She's got a range of sex toys that are designed for use in public. 
which I presume, like when you have an extension cable that's meant to go outside, it's just thicker plastic, maybe it's orange coloured, it's health and safety, something like that. Maybe the vibrator has a GPS on it in case you leave it, so you, you know, you can work out where it is. I'm not sure what the details are, but these are specifically designed for outdoor use. Um, she, on her website, uh, will sell you things like uh, <laughs> whips and chains. Now, the idea of an alfresco frolic is all very well. But an outdoor whip, it's not going to look like a sex act from a distance, is it? New whips and chains yeah. outside is very much going to get you in prison. That is <laughs> just having a little bit of a quickie around the back of a tree in a field is a different thing to chaining someone up and flogging them. <laughs> Good luck following that advice. It's um, fun, though. I'm sure it is. Well, she said that she's now selling remote control vibrators that can be used while the couples are out. Picking up their weekly shop. <laughs> no. That's the one that bothers me out of all the stuff that I've read on this story. If I'm shopping, mm. I don't want to be near someone else who's doing this bizarre <laughs> remote control vibrator business. Because yep. firstly, I'll think it's my phone. Secondly, he might, they're going to be... I've already got enough of a problem with people touching the fruit before they buy it. But is someone, you know, they're just reaching in. Is, is this uh, kumquat ripe? <laughs> They're going to end up squidging all the fruit with their dirty hands all over it. And I'm jealous. Go on. Is that your sex face? It's, it's a, there was a news story about the fact there are only five different types of smiles for humans. And I reckon there's a sixth one, and it's that one. God, make it stop. There's that one. Um, the, but I'm more jealous about the fact that someone gets the remote control. I never get rid of, near the real bloody thing. <laughs> can't even change the channel of course that is the the real downside about this is if you do get your channels your remote controls mixed up mm. you're trying to turn up the volume and all you do is just send the misses off the edge of the sofa um so that's one thing to worry about she also says in the thing that there she warns that exhibitionists could feel the long arm of the law they'd fucking love it they'd fucking love it someone turns up in a uniform with handcuffs oh that's exactly what they're doing it for anyway um, the, if the thrill for you isn't being seen, but instead the idea that you could get caught, the key is to explore the consent of all parties in a way that keeps you safe. Mm. So you have to ask the police first. Yeah. So, hi, 911. Or you do 111, whichever, whichever the one is where you just get through to the non 101. <laughs> Hello, 101. Yeah, I was thinking of bonking in the middle of a field. Is that okay? No, I will be chaining them down and whipping them. Hello? Hello? And the next thing you're getting arrested. Um, it was an interesting article. They, she also said, um, it's my favourite bit of this one, is that, well, she tried a rock and roll orgasm. No idea what it is. Sounds like a cocktail. Um, but it's the kind of orgasm where you, <laughs> you wreck a hotel room. But she revealed <laughs> she took ecstasy with her husband last year. And that's her recent husband, isn't it? Because clearly it wouldn't be Chris Martin because he strikes you as the kind of guy that if he takes ecstasy, he'd just like come up to normal. <laughs> um, so basically that's the story done however the last time we talked about the Holly Willoughby one because she's launched her version hmm. of Goop which is yep. Harvest Moon or something like that um, and I've learnt, launched my own website to try and get in on this lifestyle brand stuff it's called Stephen Allen's Sparkling Hole and I can make your hole sparkle now for avid users of my website you realise for a while we've been doing a newsletter where I actually give you kinky sex advice 
to mm. then be provocative and hopefully get in the papers. I'll give you a little uh, preview of what the latest email uh, mail out looks like. There's Stephen Allen Sparkling Hole. This is my weekly sex advice newsletter. Just some ideas. Face sitting on statues. It's an article about the kinky way to hide Britain's colonial past. Surely that'll get written up in the Daily Mail. Um, there's the new Duke of York Award that we're doing. It's like the Duke of Edinburgh, but the teens get frisky outdoors. Um, and even better than the Gwyneth Jade Egg that you shove up your foof, the new mobile phone that you can prison smuggle. And if you're really good at it, you can learn to dial it at the same time. All of that if you sign up for my Stephen Allen's Sparkling Hole website newsletter coming soon, which also is another subject. Bye. Thank you for watching this from Comic Solving Problems. And if you feel like it, go ahead and like the video. Or subscribe. Commitment.